Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology. It's time to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. I'm here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Bofu. And uh, once again, I am making up a topic off the top of my head and throwing it at these guys and see what happens. Kidding, not kidding. That really sounds terrible. Like, we don't care and we don't plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Care, I don't, you're using we, but it's really just you. Yeah. You don't care and you okay. don't plan. Okay, you know, uh-huh. I, I'm the kind of person that when they talk about practicing speeches and stuff, I'm nervous because I feel like the first stuff is the good stuff. And I don't know... I don't know if that's my brain tricking me. Are you trying to turn this into a parable about Jesus turning water into wine? <sighs> so busted. I, I'm rabbit trailing. I feel like I should edit a bunch of stuff out now. Well, anyway, nonetheless, here we are. So uh, t- uh, before the podcast tonight, before we record it tonight, because it's in the evening when we record, it's morning for blessing, though, to be clear. Yeah. Today, when I went to record, there we go. That way, everyone, we were inclusive to everyone around the world at all different time zones. People um, around the world. It's mm-hmm. true. It's true. Different days, but the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, that's a mind bender. Think about that for a second, people. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, like in the past and in the future. Like, wow. Oh my gosh. This is just so cool. People like are listening to this podcast. What are these guys talking about? Like, what are these guys oh, talking about? Why do I listen to this podcast? Because brain matter everywhere. It's like mind exactly. blown. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be gross, blessing. Okay. okay. So, okay. So. Um, my internet went out and I called the tech place and we're going over the stuff and they're like, well, I need you to find your router. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm not in the mood because I need to go and I just want to get the ticket in that the internet, there's an internet outage in the area because I know there's an outage in the area. Okay. I know it's not my, I don't need to tell you the blink. I mean, I can tell you the IP address of my router and I can look at it. Okay. It's, I have no internet. The internet's out. I have Wi-Fi. Are you direct? Are you always direct? Yes, I'm always direct connected to the modem. Can you just put a ticket in that there's an outage in the area? Well, we don't have an outage in. Well, and I'm thinking, well, the outage of the area has to start somewhere, right? Like it's, I mean, if everybody called and said there was an outage and they were told, well, there's not officially one in your area, like the drip has to start somewhere, right? I'm that drip, okay? I'm telling you there's an outage. They're like, well, you know, it's after hours. We'll put a ticket in, in the morning. I'm like, Ugh, okay, that's fine, whatever. You lose in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I, well, right? Okay. Just just, just wait a second, Buzzy. So I go over to my neighbor, and I'm like, howdy, neighbor. Do you have internet? And they're like, no, it's out. I said, did you call? And they're like, no, we figured you would. Um, and I'm like, ah, could, could you call, please? Because... I just called. They just think that it's me, like it's my problem and not an actual area problem. So if you could call, that would be really awesome. And in the future, when it goes out, you should call too. That way, that once they get more than one call, then they'll be like, oh, it's not just this one guy. Maybe we should look into why there's no internet in the area. So she calls, and lo and behold, they get the whole, like, we have experience of high call volume because there's an outage in your area. This is like five minutes after I talked to the guy, right? I'm like LOLing on my way back home. But, you know, it got me thinking a little bit about how, you know, we have different technological aptitudes, right? So when I go to type on a touchscreen, I hate it. Like, I want a tactile keyboard because that's what I'm used to. 
and that's how I can type the fastest. But my kids can take their like Kindle Amazon tablet and type just as fast on their tablet than I can at my keyboard. Uh, you know, like, well, Eric, you don't type that fast. Well, maybe not as fast as some people, but a decent speed, right? Okay. And so like they've grown up having the touchscreen, they're familiar with it, they feel comfortable. And so they have a different, te- they have a different technical aptitude for typing on a touchscreen than I do, right? And that just goes across the board. That goes with social media, that goes all, all, you know, tipping points of technology. You have different aptitudes. And when we look at where we are as a church whole, not only from communication channels, but even the presentation of the gospel and preaching and teaching and everything else. And I say this generally speaking because I do know that there are lots of churches. There, there I assume there are there are lots of churches. I'm sure there are churches that that may be doing this or already do this, but I feel like a great majority don't. And it would and what they're not doing is meeting where people mm-hmm. are at yeah. technically. Like yeah. at a technical yep. level, right? So you're using this out outdated means of communication or transference, right? And you can blame it on attention spans. You can blame it on whatever you want, okay? But that's the way the world is. That's how things are evolving. That's how things have changed. These are who you're trying to meet, so you need to adjust that. And I don't know. It, it, I kind of feel like a little bit disturbed sometimes when I see how antiquated so many of the things that we do how you know how antiquated the, the things that we do are? No, no. Okay, that's a long monologue. Sorry, guys. So, what, um, what do you guys think? I, I, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Yeah. And I'm really, I'm also really curious to hear what you think, blessing, because you you are able to come, you're able to present uh, a, a more well round. You're able to round out the world perspective that we have on this podcast because you not only work with an organization that deals with a whole other different. Uh, church culture, but then you even have your own church culture as well. So I feel like we're really um, pretty well rounded out when we talked about, you know, talk about the church globally. But anyway, let me, I'd love to hear what you guys yeah. think about, about this. Stuff. I hope so. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I hope that I'm rounded. Um, the the thing I'm thinking, or that rounds it, or whichever, uh, but, but the truth is, well, not often well there's so many the a number of instances i can think of like right through from um local church life uh to a wider scale where um where you basically in a sense it fe- it feels like you are at the mercy of the slowest person um you know you, that basically you kind of like stuck to whoever uh, okay that that is that is I love that. That is so insightful, blessing. Yeah. Because I while, while you were talking and I was thinking kind of, you know, kind of uh, sorry, I'm like going really fast here, guys. Mm. Um I'm going to hurry up and get the podcast done. Just <laughs> <laughs> so much I want to cram in here. Inside voice. Um, right, exactly, inside voice. I was thinking Right now, it feels like we have one of the largest technology gaps that we've ever had yeah. historically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the difference of the oldest generation and the youngest generation of even adults, mm. the the range of technological understanding and expertise in uh, adeptness is the largest we've ever seen. And mm-hmm. so what you're saying is, is we're often held, by, held back by the slowest. Mm-hmm. So that's, I then I believe clearly, you know, 
plays into that that disparity mm. that disparity that I'm seeing. Yeah, um, and I mean, why do some churches still print? Okay, never mind. Um, no, that's a different one. That's a different one. Say <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, I mean, some. Why do we still print some things? But um, that's besides. But I mean, it's related. But for another day. Um, I, but I, but I, even how, even how messages are presented like yes. we're we're so attached to the preaching mm. the, like the, the state of preaching i mean mm. we even see this in educational institution as well right yeah, yeah. like you have to have the lecturer mm-hmm. and it's just married to an antiquated idea yeah. that that at one time was the only way and the highest tech way mm. to to uh to share and spread information yeah was through lecture mm. through you know through that process but we're not there anymore yeah we're, we're, we're moving we're moving into new space yet we're still doing it that way yeah and that's I mean, disturbing to me yeah they, they, there's so many instances like i think about like um i think about churches that are still uh i mean it's, it's not a bad thing but i i don't think it's ideal i think of churches in the, i mean i was uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now I'm, now I'm being Eric. Um, I think of a t- <laughs> there's a church that I was at um, n- not so long ago, um, and they were excited because you know, hey, it's a, basically I was looking for uh, the AV setup. Like, wait, can I just plug my laptop into your system? And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, we 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 like high tech and we all geared up. And I, and I thought, oh, great, nothing to worry about. Um, and, um, they were still running the other windows version. Um, what's the one before 10, the one before that eight, eight, eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, office, like an older version of office and, um, that's not too bad considering that I've seen, was it too long ago? I saw XP, right? Oh wow, that's <laughs> exactly. scary. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 the point that I was getting to is that the um, how they for, for for them this was like the best thing ever because someone had an old PC and said, "Look, we don't we don't have any. You know, we need to have some projection on the wall. Uh, we can't keep buying. You know, the 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 hymn books and all that. You know, that's just I've got an old machine. There we go." Um, so they had a PC um, that they said. Right, but I think that is also key, though. Like you're talking yeah. about, you know, the slowest kind of dictates where you're at. At the same time, you do have to look at that local body as a whole. And so I think I think there's room for that. And that's why I don't want that's why I'm so hesitant when I hear people being dogmatic about jumping on some sort of technology cr- uh, train, because ultimately, to me, it's about knowing your audience. Right. Um, and I guess that's what concerns me is that I feel like we're not doing what we need to to really engage or reach our audience. Now, that doesn't mean that th- there's not tools. There are. I just wonder sometimes how slow we are to adoption. Jeremy, what, what, what do you think of this? I mean, I know you've been to some some different churches. You did some church shopping over the last couple of, you know, since during your transition over the past year or so. So I'm curious to know kind of like kind of your assessment a little bit from that. Man, I'll tell you if there's one thing that we could do better and it's um, just general security of things, like the whole idea of security for kiddos. 
Um, if your version of security is, is that you write your name down on a piece of paper and hope that the person <laughs> that picks up your kid is the same person, then you don't have security. Yeah. Um, there are better solutions out there than that, and you need to go find them. That is remarkable. It's there. There's so many directions um, that we can go as church organizations, um, and I, I think I think you know, um, uh, we're, my, at my day job, we we have a a health website hierarchy, and what that hierarchy does is it 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 organizes things that you can be doing so that then you can prioritize them. Because quite frankly, there are too many directions to go all at once for any given church, okay? And so you you need to understand your own hierarchy so that you can then prioritize. So at the bottom of using website, a healthy website as an example, your, your first layer of the hierarchy is security, right? Security and then speed, and then usability it goes on but those are the first three foundations so if you if you if you have if you have speed that doesn't do you any good if you don't have security you can have usability but if you don't have speed or security that doesn't do you any good right like you have to build on on those foundations and so that's what we have to do i believe as a church when it comes to the the adeptness of technology like you're saying jeremy something like security of kids right that's that should be, I mean, it just so happens that's the same as a healthy website, right? <laughs> but secure. Well, I think, yep. I think a lot of times our needs don't actually get formed and we don't come up with solutions until they're our needs. And so one of the things that we talk about with the mental health team is, is don't try to implement any kind of mental health changes unless you have the senior pastor's approval. Because if he doesn't approve it, it's probably going to be an uphill battle if it ever happens in the first place. Um, you need to have that. And so if your senior pastor has uh, little children or at one point did, you can empathize to that process. You're probably going to be able to win some um, details about that security. Um, if you have someone that um, is a little bit technically inclined or has used social media this year, um, then you probably have someone that can advocate for that right but if you don't then why wouldn't why in the world would they want to do that they don't have that empathy for that process they don't see the value in it but, but see again again we get to those like that hierarchy of needs you know putting stuff out on yeah. facebook i mean you can argue all you want that that's important the security of your kids is far more important so whatever yeah but you would say the security of your kids should be here's a senior pastor that doesn't have kids that would say that our security of our kids is that we just make sure that everybody's doing okay. We what, talk to them. We make Jeremy, sure that we what do you their think? Faces, and that's their security. Jeremy, what do you think happens? I, I, this is this is the dynamic, and this is just I'm shooting the breeze off the top of my head. I, I've got no data on this, but sometimes I feel like as Christians and as the church, we go, we ignore what the world and mainstream does because we were. You know, we, we, we I don't want to say hate the world, but we just were like, well, that's not Christian. There's like that's such a that's such a, a predominant attitude. No one stops and goes, hey, uh, you know, how does Chuck E. Cheese do the whole like kid check in thing? Because, you know, they got to deal with a lot of kids and like you rarely hear people getting stolen and whatnot going on at Chuck E. Well, Cheese. So how do they do the, it? Here's the pushback to that. Did you know that as far as background checks and security for people? Churches, um, volunteer-based, tend to have 50% more 
people that are registered as sex defenders in their volunteer base than any other of the highest See? abilities. There, there you go. So, like, we need to be looking at other, other, other fields and and yeah. uh, and look at you know how are they doing it? What's the best practice? And investing in that. How, how many churches do you know are doing a background check on and, their volunteers? Exactly, Jeremy. And the thing of it is, is you go like, well, come on, guys, we're talking church tech. What are you talking about that for? Background checks is using technology. You know. Oh, that's so good, Jeremy. I also think that maybe the best place to look at all this is probably youth ministry because they're the ones that are so inclined to this technology. Not that you need to be getting on Snapchat, not that you need to be right. doing those things, but I, I think that just in general, um, if you're wanting to understand and look into what that looks like as far as the community, that usually is probably the best spot. So if you're talking about that, um, you probably already know how to live stream. Um, you probably already could do it. You could probably already do video devotionals that you could post on Facebook. You probably know how to um, make some interactive stuff like the idea right. of and, having a place to go online to submit prayer requests that your pastor can be praying for you online. And, and all oh. these things are great, Jeremy, you know, um, but I still, well, yeah, but I still feel like sometimes we're excelling in these areas that and and ignoring more important areas they're not as cool they're not as fancy but you know like the security thing you know they're not well be, to be clear they're not in cool and fancy for you in your experience because you don't have those other things yeah as a person that has a seven four and two year old if you don't have a live stream ministry i'm not going to be able to connect with you and your church for half the um, season whenever there's flu going around because one or all my kids are going to be sick and right. be staying at home and I'm not going to get to go to church and that's but, but don't you think that the, the the concept of being able to prioritize things still exists I mean because I mean we have to we have to be realistic you can't be doing all the things so per se. you say that and in my community of churches whenever we are looking for churches one out of the entire community of churches in my city of I think it's a hundred there may be 50,000, 50 to 100,000. One church has a security system that's more than just paper and um, pencil and stickers. Wow. One mm. place. But, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I think I think the thing that, uh, it, it, that they, I think uh, Jeremy touched on something that's, in, that's very important is that um, at some point, I'll get to, to, to the point. At some point, we need to decide as a church and organization or whatever we are, um, where we need to be uh, um, technologically. At some point, you will need to make that decision based on the needs that you have. Um, and solutions will always be debatable, but somebody does need to make the decision about where you stand. Yeah. Uh, uh, technologically and so and I find that a lot of things uh, adoption of new technology tends to fall flat um, one if there's no champion uh, two when there's no uh, senior leadership in the church that's actually bought on and driving it um, you know and so when 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 the manager or the pastor is able to say hey you know what i also have limitations or i don't fully understand with this but but i from what i've learned this is something we have to do 
that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it comes to using church management software, uh, it's the same thing. The adoption, if the pastor doesn't buy in, if the pastor is not, is not going to be um, involved in that or even use the system, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, nobody else does generally. It, like you, you will find the lone champion who will run and work his tail off and he's keen he'll have this system he might even sustain it for a long time but it might not end up serving the entire uh, body um and having the impact it should have so the the question is what do you do with the stragglers um in the instance where you have that gap that we that we're talking about yeah. And to be fair, I think, Eric, if I'm reading you correctly, you're hoping for me to say something along the lines of let's look to other churches, let's do our research, let's kind of see what's happening out there. But to be fair, again, that kind of comes to what Blessing was saying and what I started with. Of If that's the pastor's mentality, then that's what will happen. But if that's not the pastor's experience and mentality, then it's probably not going to happen, even in that kind of idea that's a whole mindset that they have to have yeah i wasn't actually looking for anything specific it, it was more of an observation of feeling like um a lot of times the, the church is like an older used car and everyone tries to keep getting new floor mats and put like fake chrome details on the side to make it look nicer when really <laughs> it needs some oil changes and maybe get the tires rotated and maybe a good alignment and it would it would it would last a lot longer and go a lot better and be more efficient and um it would be more worried about its soundness as a whole um as far as adaption of (laughs) of of technology um because i feel like we may be rabbit trailed it started on one end came out came out the other but uh ultimately understanding (laughs) that we do no but it it brought an interesting (laughs) thing to light like you were saying blessing about you know we're we're we go at the rate of the slowest the largest technology gap in the history of mankind right between the generations or the between the, the the variant ages sure there's some crossover and adaptation there's some crossover and enigmas and whatnot in between but generally speaking that's that's the case and i i think that's you know, um, there can be more to, to change that. Um, but I don't expect it all to change. And I think in that process of trying to move forward, we need to really kind of weigh out the things that, uh, are the most important. And, uh, yeah. And as you said, Jeremy, as you brought up, what's most important may vary depending on, on the people, but, just like with a real family, I think that most everyone hopefully should agree what the most important priorities are, at least reasonably so. At least, at least you know, like level one, level two, level three, even at the basic, at the most basic thing. So, mostly you for, have more faith in humanity than me. I know. I, I'm just saying this is the way it should be. Is that what's going to happen? Probably not. But maybe you'll be listening to this podcast and you might think, "Oh, I never thought of it that way." Or you might have an opportunity, or you might be a pastor and you'd be like, "Whoa, am I holding up the show?" Or let's make it. Let's make it a spectrum. Are you more of an Eric, or are you more of a Jeremy, or are you more of a blessing? And blessing is just very. 
Oh, I did cover the spectrum. The three of us did cover the spectrum. It's just you're matching three well, and three. What's the spectrum? Wait a minute. What's this? I'm curious yes, about I'm, the spectrum. Is yeah. Eric's on one side, I'm on the other, and blessing fills. We're not on opposite. We're not on different sides, Jeremy. <laughs> we have to have this tension. How are we going to? Why are you trying to start things? Label the spectrum is what all lives. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 